Welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we give things a second chance. My name is Danica. And my name's Emma. Guys, we are in it. We are in July. It is summertime. Bunch of y'all are having a heat wave right now. Not us. I wish. (laughs) I kind of wish, too. I did get a wicked sunburn on the weekend, so... Yeah, I know some people that also did, even though it wasn't super duper sunny, but if you stay out all day in a little bit of sunshine and you don't wear a lot of sunscreen, yeah, you guess what? You'll still get burned. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> but whatever, summer's here, we're finally feeling it, and we're going to celebrate that. But before we get into that, um, you had a tweet that you wanted to share with me. I do. You guys, we got a tweet. From our very faithful listener, Katie, uh, co-host of Sasquatch Ate My Baby podcast, which y'all should check out because it's very funny and informing about things like conspiracy theories and ghosts and aliens. All that good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I love it. Uh, Yeah, Katie listened to our last episode, which was about Tamagotchis, and in that episode we also discussed another toy from the 90s furbies those creepy little bird things the childhood classic for yeah and um she tweeted us a story in hopes of breaking down my aversion to them because i fucking hate furbies okay <laughs> and it is a very wholesome story thank you katie i really enjoyed reading it but sorry this didn't change anything. (laughs) So Katie says, when I was eight, I lived with my single mom who worked at a mom and pop store with a Sears catalog pickup. I really wanted a Furby, but financially it just wasn't going to happen for me. I can normally be super selfish, but even I understood at eight why it wasn't going to. One day my mom came home and she had a Furby for me. Another little girl's parent had ordered it for her and she hated the color, so she refused to keep it. My mom was able to buy it at a discounted price and give it to me. It was plain white. It's still the greatest present I've ever received because I understand how stressful it was for my mom to not be able to give me everything I wanted while trying to provide me with the basics that I needed. I played with it every day and even asked my Nana to babysit when I was busy with friends. I honestly still had it up through high school, even with it just sitting in a closet. One of my cousins later pulled its ear off, but it was well-loved and not scary. I think my mom only recently got rid of it. Oh Thanks, my Katie. god. <laughs> I want to cry. That's such a good story. It makes me so happy to know that there are people out there that legit just loved Furbies because I thought that I was going to love mine and I didn't. And Furbies were cool, dude. They were so cool, but they were just it was too creepy. It was too needy, too demanding. So I just That's literally fair. hid it in my closet until the batteries died. Oh my god. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your Furby story, Katie. That's so sweet. And the ending was a little bit sad, but getting his ear ripped off. But mine was filled with battery acid by the end of its lifetime. So, oh you know, <laughs> the batteries exploded inside of it. Yikes. It's fine. <laughs> it was hard to say goodbye, but you know, every Furby has to take the big garbage nap one day. I kind of wish that Katie was still taking care of her Furbies. 
or her Furby, because that'd be wild. I cannot imagine still having a Furby now in my life. (laughs) In this day and age, at this stage in my life, a Furby? Really? No. Could you imagine, like, bringing over a new friend or something like that, and then there's just your fucking Furby, like, on the couch? Well, when I was in university, I had um, a creepy doll and a creepy clown doll in my dormitory. So, like, that did happen, but it wasn't Furbies, it was just creepy dolls. Yeah, at least, like, the dolls, they just sit there, but a Furby would be like, hello! Oh, the clown would play music and roll his head around. Oh, oh my god, Danica. He was a present! I got him when I was a little kid. Ugh. From my grandma. Mm-mm. He's special. No. I liked him. He was very <laughs> creepy, though. Like, I think it would just kind of deter some people from wanting to hang out with me and frankly i was fine with that if you weren't cool with my clown then i wasn't cool with you that is a pretty good litmus test i got it yeah so. i was just kind of seeing what people's tolerance level was to see if they could handle how annoying i am <laughs> and occasionally Absolutely. creepy uh, hey emma what what you drinking oh god today has been a day so i'm drinking another fernie brewing company beer because i'm not done them yet and i think i've already drank it on this show before it's the whip beer it's making a another i think that's what exactly what you had last week it might be it's delicious it's kind of like a hefeweizen a little i don't know good stuff citrusy delicious cold and tasty (laughs) just everything you need right now yeah why am i not in marketing i could sell a million of those yeah do it with that tone of voice as well absolutely tasty citrus delicious well yeah i just make it sound like really cool and then sold (laughs) oh that's not how that works Mm, not quite you're about halfway there Okay. What are you drinking? I've got another one by 33 Acres. This one's the 33 Acres of Darkness. Oh, shit. It's very good. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Um, I don't even really know how to describe it. They call it a Schwartz beer. Whatever the fuck that means. Schwarzenegger beer? It's a Schwarzenegger. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger beer. <laughs> and it's very Like dark, an Arnold tasty. Palmer, but... But beer? Beer. <laughs> How did you get from Schwartz beer to an Arnold, Arnold Palmer? Because you said it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger beer. And that's not Arnold Palmer at all. But it's Arnold. And there's a drink called an Arnold Palmer. This isn't like the six degrees of separation from Arnold Palmer. I'm having a lot of trouble <laughs> saying his name. Arnold Palmer. I have to really think about it. There's too many L's. And R's. Yeah. They're basically the same. Whatever. (laughs) Enough about beer. (laughs) Let's get into what we did this week. So it's summer, and we kind of just felt like lounging around this week, so we decided to watch a movie. What did we watch? We had great aspirations. We were going to read a book. (laughs) And And that's going to come next week. Yeah, because that wasn't happening. Yeah, we didn't have enough time. Uh, yeah, so this week we 
watched uh, 500 Days of Summer. You know, that movie that everybody watched. I think almost everyone watched it. It came out in 2009. Wow, it's almost 10 years old now. I know. Oh, that's weird to think about. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but oh well. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> 500 Days of Summer uh, came out in 2009, and it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel, and it's kind of a romantic comedy, but also not quite a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's prefaced with some narration at the beginning, saying that this is not a love story, so... But it kind of is. But it kind of is. It certainly makes me feel like it is. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... Well, there are love stories there. So it's definitely, like, JGL's character, Tom. It's Tom's love story with Summer, Zoe Deschanel's character. But it's Summer's, like, in the background, we don't really get to see it. But there is Summer's love story with another person. That's true. So, love is there. Love is in the air. It's just not reciprocal. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. It's fine. Uh, Should we get into our first impressions? First impressions. (sighs) (laughs) And the Um, crowd goes wild. (laughs) Um, When did you see this movie for the first time? I feel like right when it came out. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I feel like I watched it pretty soon after that because I really liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then that was kind of when I was starting to, like, discover who Zoe Deschanel was, and I really liked her, so Mm -hmm. it was, like, a formula made for me movie. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Someone in your house is having a terrible (laughs) sneezing, coughing attack. Yeah, it's just my mom. (laughs) Hi, mom. She's okay. Don't die. Okay, good. She good. Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) Maybe you can edit it out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, But yeah, so it was exactly the kind of movie that I would have been down to see in 2009. It was 19... And I remember really liking it. Like, this time around watching it definitely was my, wasn't my second time watching it. Probably my fourth or fifth time. Oh, wow. Because um, I did, during that time, you know, like, uh, late teens and early teens. Early I, 20s. Not so much in my early 20s, because, like, I'd yeah. be out more doing other things, but... Um, like, in my teenage years and after high school a little bit, I, I really loved movies, and so I just, like, watch the same movie, like, as many times as I could stomach it. And Yeah. And that would be that. Like, I remember seeing Pirates of the Caribbean, like, the first one. I went to go see it in theaters probably three times at least. That is nothing. If you listen to My Brother, My Brother, and Me another very funny podcast uh one of the brothers on that show travis 
saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean 13 times in theaters. Oh my god. Yeah, so you do not need to feel okay. embarrassed about I'm not embarrassed at all. I'm oh, not embarrassed. Sorry, I, why did I assume you would be? It's my bad. I loved that movie. I thought it was so great. And so, like, that came out, I think, in, like, 2003. So, you know, from, like, 2003 to, like, let's say 2010 was when I was, like, in my very serious movie-watching phase, and I would just watch movies all the time. So, yeah, I loved 500 Days of Summer when it came out. It was great. There is nothing wrong with it. That's that. Interesting. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like my first experience was, like, fairly similar. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I don't think that I did. Um, but I remember hearing about it and seeing the trailer, and I was just like, romantic comedy with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel, that's a match made in heaven. I absolutely want that. And so, yeah, I definitely watched it, and I was excited about it. I remember liking it a lot, and I remember, like, obviously having some issues with uh, the character of Tom, but they make it pretty clear in the movie that, like, Tom's not the best guy, even though he is the protagonist. So, I still really liked the movie. I thought that there was going to be, like, more singing and dancing because of that one scene oh yeah when he's like dancing down the street and there's everybody behind him and it's like out of a musical Iconic. i just yeah and i thought that it was gonna be more scenes like that but it's really just the one um yeah i liked it a lot and i don't i didn't have quite the same like movie watching phase as you did but i did have a really weird phase where I couldn't sleep unless I was watching something, unless something was like on in the background. And what really did it for me specifically was the movie Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I have That's seen so weird. the first half of that movie probably 200 times because I would just put it on every night and fall asleep to it. To be fair, it's a really great movie, so. It's a really great movie. I don't know if it's a great one to fall asleep to because it's, no. like, really funny, so I should just be, like, sitting up and watching it and laughing. Um, but I would just, I don't know. I just went through this, like, weird thing where it was, still is, like, my favorite movie ever, and I would just put it on every single night, and eventually I would just, like, fall asleep, and then I just kept doing that. That was speaking my early of, 20s. <laughs> speaking of sleeping, you'll be really proud of me because I was really tempted while I was watching this to take a nap, but I didn't. <sighs> Thank you. I was just so tired. You're watching. always tired. <laughs> no, not always. But like... When we're doing stuff for the podcast, you're always tired. No, actually, like whenever I'm watching something on Netflix, like I'm kind of have that condition where something comes on and I'm immediately like oh it's nap time because I mm. also I also like falling asleep while something's on like my favorite thing to do when I'm hungover is I put on something I've seen a million times like friends or how I met your mother or like some stupid little sitcom and I'll sleep through like four episodes and then I'll wake up be like all right okay here we are 
Nice. So, yeah, and because I've seen this movie quite a few times and I knew what was going on, I was just like, oh, I could take a nap right now and wake up later. (laughs) But I didn't. Thank you for not. I appreciate it. I sat up higher on the couch and I paid attention. And taped your eyeballs open. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Perfect. <laughs> That's good. Was there anything, like, specific that you remembered from the first time around? Um, the movie, well, there's, like, that dancing scene that's very iconic with Yeah, Mom that's a lot of fun. And Hollow Notes, and that scene kind of, like, started my love of Hollow Notes. I really love them now as a band, and I listen to mm-hmm. them all the time. And this movie came out almost 10 years ago, and they're still constantly on my playlist. Um, and then, of course, like, there's the scenes where they're, like, making pretend or playing pretend in Ikea. And oh I my god, thought of those scenes whenever um, Travis and I would go to Ikea. <laughs> yeah, because Ikea is actually such a great date spot yeah yeah for sure they got really good meatballs there they got great meatballs you just walk around and you look at stuff and you i don't know play house (laughs) basically (laughs) and you walk around and you go shopping and you look at all the funny names of stuff and you try to make puns out of them and (laughs) yeah and then when you can sit down whenever you want because there's just furniture everywhere. Yeah. And if you get hungry, you go down to the cafeteria and you get some dang meatballs. Yep. It's so good. I really love, I just love spending a day at Ikea. Me too. I always end up buying stuff that I don't really need. I know. Or stuff that, like, I don't know, I guess we need, but I would have never thought about it until it's right there in my face and it's only $5. Yeah. I'm just like exactly what you're talking about. We need a new shower curtain. Ooh, how about a new (laughs) spatula? Ooh, how about some trivets? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what those are, but I want them. The things that you put hot pans on. Oh, yeah, I already have lots of those and I don't use them. Oh. I have Uh, a really small kitchen. Yeah. But I'm not moving pots too far. But yeah, pretty much every time I go to Ikea, I drop at least $100. Yeah. Because I'm just like, we need more cushions! (laughs) (laughs) The coziest of houses. I just want cushions and blankets everywhere, and I just want every corner of my house to be a little nest that I can just curl up and sleep in. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Um, what did you remember about the movie the first time you um, watched it i remember the soundtrack being very very good mm-hmm. and that really sticking out and i just remember um the sister tom's little sister oh yeah being very funny she is funny and little that's chloe by... grace moret yeah now she's all grown up now, and um, watching it again and seeing her again as, like, a little kid. Yeah. She's so good. So good. She's a very talented child actor. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I just remember her character being very funny. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And that's it. <laughs> there was nothing else that, like, really, really stood out to me. Um, I remember thinking um, about the whole Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. Oh, yeah. And how Summer is... She's definitely that. Like, she's definitely a Manic Pixie Dream Girl to Tom. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I guess, a typical Manic Pixie Dream Girl story. Because in those, the girl comes in and just kind of, like, tolerates the guy and fixes his life and he reaches his full potential or whatever. And he doesn't really do it in this one. At least not directly because of her sort of indirectly because of her yeah yeah and they don't end up together in the end no so that's good yeah uh let's get into our second impressions now yeah let's do it because i at the time of my first time watching the movie like i wasn't really aware of that trope the manic pixie dream girl trope And Mm -hmm. this time when I was watching it, I was like five minutes into the movie and I was like, wow, this was so written by a dude. Yes, it was written by two dudes. It was. And it's just painfully obvious. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely liked Summer's character and I think it would be be interesting like seeing the story from her perspective yeah because i think we'd get like a totally different a totally different story for sure yes and i don't know it's i i don't think that she was like not well written or anything she is pretty rounded but there is like an entire chunk of herself that we as the viewer never get to see yeah and that's kind of part of it because we're witnessing all of this through Tom's experience with Summer and she just always like keeps parts of herself from her and Tom is also misremembering a lot of his times with her oops I just like hit something in the room <laughs> <laughs> I'm gesturing a lot as I'm talking um yeah Tom is like misremembering his relationship and so he's only seeing certain things in her so we will never really get to know her as a complete character. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I also like the character of Summer, but I don't like Tom's perspective of her. Um, and I didn't actually really like Tom that much this time around. I think he no. um <laughs> You know, he needs to gain a little bit of perspective. Um, yeah, for- I was really frustrated because like literally every other person in Tom's life is so much smarter than him. Yeah. And He's can see <laughs> and can see this relationship very clearly and can see like the obvious choices that Tom should make. And he just ignores all of it. Like, even his sister, who is quite a bit younger than him, um, yeah. she's so much more wise about his relationship. And she seems like 
she's half his age. And I don't know if that's just a way for the writers to just kind of really put out there exactly how dumb Tom is, or if it's just like a funny little thing. But I honestly was like thinking, because my brothers are also a lot older than me, and if I was... 14 or 15 I don't know how old his sister is and they were coming to me with like relationship troubles I would have been like back off this is not what I'm here for yeah so yeah I I don't know know. I think I think that just kind of showed that Tom doesn't listen to a lot of people and also doesn't trust like most people's opinions yeah when it comes to his friends like there was that conversation where he and his friends were chatting and they were trying to give him advice and he was like, well, you haven't had a date since like middle school or whatever. Yeah. you have been with the same person since middle school. So neither of you can offer me advice on this modern relationship that I'm having with this girl who doesn't want to have the DTR conversation. Yeah. Or who does, but, you know, doesn't want to put a label on things. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, uh, it was a really weird watch for me this time, because I, you know, had those same feelings that I got the first time I watched it, where, like, when Tom and Summer are in love, like, you know, it's very happy, and it makes you feel good, but then there would be The lows are so low, right? Yeah, the low, but not even just the lows, but it's like, even when Tom's just by himself, I'm, like, almost uncomfortable, like yeah 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 it's interesting and (laughs) yeah it's like the highs are so high and the lows are so low and I was just like cackling (laughs) at post breakup Tom because he handles it so bad oh my god yeah he handles it so bad because his immediate response is I'm gonna win her back yeah and like no dude that's never the appropriate response when someone breaks up with you yeah. It's so bad. And then um, one of the lines, or I guess scenes that really got me was all of these things that, like, he suddenly loved about, or he loved about her. Yeah. He suddenly hated. Yeah. And he was just like, I hate her. And not too long after, he was like, she's the only person that's going to make me happy. Yeah. And I'm like, but you hate her, though. Yeah. It's just so stupid. <laughs> His emotions are all over the place, and it was just really disappointing to watch this like really dumb protagonist and i do i i like stories where you don't really want to cheer for the protagonist yeah i think those are usually pretty interesting Mm -hmm. because you don't really want to cheer for tom in this one you're like no you shouldn't end up with her man it's not good he just has this very like skewed perspective Totally. And then, like, at the end, he supposedly has some growth because then he can tell Summer, like, he's happy for the way her life turned out Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But then any sort of growth that he has is totally just, you know, reversed when he has that last scene where he's at the job interview and then he meets the next girl and her name is autumn which was Mm -hmm. ugh, whatever 
And then he's just like, oh. I thought it was funny. Oh, well, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, like, fate's at it again. I've met, you know, the girl that comes after Summer. It's awesome. She's the one. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you can tell that, like, the cycle's just going to repeat itself. I mean, I hope not. Like, fingers crossed for that guy, but, yeah, I don't know. Isn't that At what least... It, isn't that what's implied, though? Like... That is kind of what's implied, because it's like, I don't know, he... When he meets Summer, it's like, oh, he decides as soon as he sees her that he's in love with her or whatever. And then he just kind of, like, falls really head over heels when he finds out that she likes the Smiths. Oh, God. Which made me totally roll my eyes this time around. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, ooh, you listen to the Smiths. You're Whoa, so I love you. <laughs> you have such an eclectic taste in music. You're so cool. You're so cool. You listen to the Smiths. You're oh not like God. those other girls. <laughs> ah, and, like... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I like the Smiths, listen to the Smiths, but oh there are God. a lot so of cool. people, fuck off, there are I'm a lot of you. people <laughs> that listen to the Smiths that have this, like, weird idea of themselves that nobody else listens to the Smiths, and so if you do, then that makes you really, like, cool or special or weird or whatever, and I'm like, it's a band, like, it's a really well-known band, people listen to them. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, they're really well known because face. nobody listens to them. <laughs> uh, it's like fake hipsters. It's okay. Like, basically nobody listens to this podcast. Does this mean we're really cool? <laughs> hey, we have tons of listeners. I know, and, and we love each and every one of you. But You're all my beautiful children, and I love you. It's, just, it's okay. We're becoming less cool by the listener, though, so... <laughs> all y'all who got in on the ground floor <laughs> you're the true fans no that's bullshit <laughs> it's like it's like your mom or no your dad he's all my dad the yeah ultimate fan he really is um what were we talking about at the smiths Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, okay, yes, that aside, I was still very impressed with the music. The soundtrack in this movie is just very, very good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, There is a song that really just, like, didn't even cross my radar when I would have heard it the first time I watched it. But this time, I was like, oh my god, I love that song, even though I discovered it, like, years later, apparently. Um, so that was really exciting for me. What was it? Um, it's the one where Tom is taking... Actually, I think it plays a couple of times in the movie, but the one scene I can remember is when Tom's taking Summer to go look at some architecture. Mm. And um, it's called Sweet Disposition by the temper trap and nice i really love them he has a very good voice that's awesome do you think zoe deschanel is contractually obligated to sing in every movie she's in i don't know (laughs) she Um, does it in like every movie 
Yeah. Do you think she puts that in? I don't know. I wonder if just producers or directors ask her because she is a good singer. That's true. Um, I honestly don't know. Like, but I can't think of a movie that I've seen her in that she hasn't sung in. Yeah, right? I can't think of any. Pretty much everything I've seen her in, she's sung, so I'm thinking it's just, like, in there. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also a very good singer. He crushed it. Yeah! Yeah, I like how he was, like, doing the karaoke and he's, like, drunk, so he has to, like, pretend to be bad, but it's not But it was still, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, you know what I really liked? I kind of forgot about it, but I remember really liking it the first time, and then I still really liked it. The second time was the side-by-side shot where they have Tom's expectations of the party that he's going to at Summers versus the reality. Yes, they're both playing at the same time. I totally forgot about it. It was really good and really effective, and yeah, there are a lot of like um, visual things in this movie that were just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I would say that my favorite parts of the movie are probably everything outside of the story. (laughs) The story's good. The story's fine. But I love everything else in the movie. Yeah. I love the soundtrack. I love the cinematography. I love just, like, the non-linear way that they tell the story. Yeah. I like that, too. And I also really feel like if they told that story, like, from day one to day 500 i don't think it would have worked no or it would have not been as effective no because like in reality tom and summer were only dating for like not very long yeah they break up on day 200 and something yeah so that's like i don't know let's say like they are dating for eight months because they don't get together right away at mm-hmm. the beginning either and there's still like the same amount of time to go with tom like wallowing in his breakup and getting over himself basically and mm-hmm. that would have been too much like yeah so it would have been really unappealing to watch yeah so it was and nice i think it would have that- made tom's character like even more unlikable <laughs> And not just, like, unlikable, but also just unbelievable. I think that, you know, if you saw it all in one go, he went a little over the top. Like, I don't know. Oh, totally. So, yeah. Because they both had, like, very, very different intentions going into this relationship. Because she is extremely casual about it. She's just like, yeah, I like you. Like, whatever, let's hang out. And he pretends to be cool with that, but he's not. He's, like, in it to win it (laughs) from the get-go. And he's just, like, madly in love with this woman. And you just know that they're doomed from the start. Yeah. Because it's told, like out of order and it like jumps all over the place 
it kind of, it it draws out the story like a lot more because if you had been given that information from the top, you would have just been like, oh well, like they're screwed, <laughs> they're not gonna make it. Yeah, I wonder. And they don't so no. I wonder like if the story was retold from Summer's point of view, how many days long <laughs> her story would be because Dom's is five hundred, but hers would be like. Is obviously shorter than that because yeah. she, by day 488 or something, she's married to another guy. Yes. And, like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, she was done with Tom in <laughs> way less than 500 <laughs> days. <laughs> but I guess it is nice that they, like, had that closure and he was able to, like, actually say, like, I'm glad you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. The 213 days of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. Because <laughs> then I've always been curious, like, because we learn how she meets her husband. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how long they're together. So there is the quite like... I don't think that she does, but there is the question of, like, did she cheat on Tom with this new guy? And I, mean, I don't think that's ever part of it, because I feel like she is invested enough in the relationship, even though she doesn't want to put a label on it. At the end, though, she just seems so checked out. Not that that's any sort of indication, but yeah, maybe she's, like, met him already, but... Uh, she hasn't done anything. Yeah. And she's just moved on to being interested in this other guy. Yeah, I kind of feel that way as well. Like, maybe they met and had a few conversations. Yeah. And she was just like, oh no, what am I doing? Yeah. And she cries at the graduate. Yeah. And I've never seen the graduate. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah! <laughs> I we should probably think it was watch a very it. Sad movie, yeah. Let's watch it. Well, no, think, it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be sad. No, I was just I was remembering what scene she was crying at, and it's when they get married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let's watch it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Just to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I was like, I was. I remember watching that scene, and because they mentioned it at the top of the film as well i think they bring up the graduate oh really yeah i think the narrator talks about it in his like opening spiel the opening spiel was also like uncomfortably heteronormative yeah because he's like there's only two types of people men and women and i'm like you are wrong actually (laughs) and then they're talking about how summer is like the ultimate woman and she gets like two dozen double takes on the bus and yeah. all this shit. That's when I was like, this is a dude writing this. Cause they've just Oh yeah, big time. They've just like created Summer to be so like unattainable that yes. if Tom did end up with her, it would be incredibly like unrealistic because He's just a normal guy, and Summer is Summer. She's this amazing woman who is untouchable, except for those brief 
200 the movie would have been yeah yeah the movie would have been so much worse if they ended up together i know it would have been insufferable but it's pretty good (laughs) it's like pretty good yeah i kept i kept getting the idea that tom would be the worst boyfriend Yes. Like the most, the most controlling and boyfriend. needy and clingy, needy and clingy, and because he's the sort of person who like overanalyzes and reads way too much into like little gestures that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's like if you touched him on the arm, he would be like, "Oh my god." It's a sign. She loves me. She cares about me. Oh, my God. And it's like, people touch each other on the arm to, like, make a point or to get your attention or whatever. Yeah. And I just I would not be able to handle that. I feel like he would be the sort of boyfriend who would be really uncomfortable if you were hanging out with your friends who were guys. Oh, yeah. Because he would just be like, you like them more than me, and you're probably sleeping with all of them, and blah, 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 because you're friends with them, and you hug them, and whatever. And it's like, no, they're just my friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, like, terrifying to watch. Yeah, I, like, did, definitely did not enjoy the movie this, as much this time around as I had in the past. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Fucking Tom, he's the worst. He's not good, and, like, I don't know, part of the point of the movie is that he's not good, and a lot of the point of the movie is that, like, the way that we remember things is not the way that they happened. Yeah. I'm learning that IRL right, well, yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and we're kind of learning that with this whole experiment, because the way that we, especially things that we've tried, like, a really long time ago, Mm -hmm. the way that we remember it is not the way that they actually were. Age has a lot to do with that. I feel like being older has kind of changed my perspective on this movie a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Let's do our rubric, or do you have anything else to say? You remember the penis game? Yeah. <laughs> Have you played it? Um, I think Travis and I played it once, but I don't know. I'm such like a square. <laughs> such a square? Yeah. You don't want to do it? No. Should we play it right now? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. Okay. Is anybody home at your place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Should I start? Penis. 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 (laughs) Penis! (laughs) Oh, God. Penis! Is that really louder than mine? Uh, it was pretty loud. I don't know. Penis! <laughs> okay, you win. Yes! <laughs> and that's the penis game, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
sorry, neighbors. Yeah, sorry to my mom. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm his mom. Okay. Are uh, you ready to review? I am ready to rubric. Let's do this. Fun Number factor. One. Fun factor. I had fun. I'm glad I watched it again. This was like actually only the second time that I've watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, so I haven't seen it in, you know, nine years or whatever. Look at you. Yeah. And I'm glad, like, I don't know. I'm glad I got to see it again. It's a movie that I've thought about rewatching a couple times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a good time. There are so many parts of the movie that are, like, really good that I forgot about. And, yeah, it's, like, a nice watch. I would recommend it. Yeah. Me too. I definitely had fun watching it. Ten days of summer out of ten. Nice. I mean, my viewpoint has definitely shifted, and I have different feelings about it now, but I still like it. Me too. Still makes me feel things. So, not dead inside. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That's really encouraging. <laughs> yeah. It makes me happy. I'm glad. Um, was it worth it? Yes. I'd say it really was. Yeah, for sure. It's nice gaining a bit of perspective on the whole thing, so. Yeah, and having, like had a few more relationships and rewatching it now and having gone through you know similar things it is really funny to like watch it now and to see those like super high highs and super low lows of relationships and just like the way that your brain can like misconstrue things yeah and how you can think that someone is like absolutely perfect when they just like have other stuff going on that you like refuse to see because you are <laughs> yeah. choosing to only see the good things yeah like yeah that'll that'll mess up your mentality big time <laughs> yeah uh would you do it again yeah i'd totally watch it again me too if only for that dance sequence because that is there should have been more singing and dancing. I know. They're great dancers. Actually, Zoe Deschanel's band, she and him, have a music video that stars uh, Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yes. and they, like, dance in it. I don't remember which song it is, but it's very cute. What is it called? I don't remember. I don't remember. But it came, it came <laughs> out around the same time. Like... As this movie. That makes sense. If they were already, like, working together. Yeah. And they knew that they worked well together. Yeah. I love them together. I feel like they're very similar people, and I feel like they're, like, good friends in real life as I, well. I think they are. But That's good. I don't know them. They're I will say, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel has a wonderful ability whether it's acting or it's just the way that she looks at people, it might just be her giant, giant doe eyes. <laughs> that she can, like, look at you in a way where you feel like you are important. 
and like loved. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I would kill for you to look at me that way. Zoe Deschanel, come here and look at us. Just come look at me. Just come look at me with your big eyes. For just like 20 seconds, I feel that would be long enough. I really like New Girl. Me too. That's a funny show, actually. I have not seen the last season yet, so. Me neither, but when it comes out on Netflix, I will binge it. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. You betcha. I'm excited. No spoilers. After we've just spoiled an entire movie for you. But to be fair, this movie came out nine years ago, and... Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not our fault if you We're just seen it. catching you up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I would totally recommend it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. You know, we spoiled a number of things, but it's not the same as seeing it yourself because there are just a lot of, like, very cool visual things in it. Yeah. And it the story is just told in a really interesting way. It is. So it's better than a traditional romantic comedy by far. For sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh No. Just uh thank you to all of our listeners. You mean so much to us. We love Aw, you. Dang. Um it's lovely reading your reviews on iTunes and Facebook makes us feel good and makes totally. us want to keep doing it so if you like what you've listened to please remember to rate review and subscribe to us we're on itunes google play and stitcher and you can also listen to us on podcast.com and um now we want to hear from you <laughs> what do you want us to talk about what would you have us try you can find us on Twitter at ImpressionsPod and Instagram, Facebook, and Bureau at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can also email suggestions to Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. And we need suggestions. So please do so. Yeah. And like, let us know what your first impression was or a second impression or whatever. And we can include you on the show too. Much like we did Katie this with her crazy furry story. (laughs) It was so cute. (laughs) Thanks, Katie. Warms my little heart. Um oh yeah, thank you to Keegan for our artwork. He made us (laughs) a brand new banner for Twitter and Facebook that's just so yeah, we finally have a banner. (laughs) Yay. Finally Facebook isn't like telling me that I need to complete our profile anymore, so that we did it. Leave us alone, Facebook. <laughs> I did what you asked. Already. <laughs> uh, thank you, Travis. He does our theme music. Um, what else? Uh, I guess that's all. Yeah, that's Danica. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Danica. <laughs> My name's Emma. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk at you next week. Bye. <laughs>